Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling, both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to share with you this episode today with Krista Lockwood. Krista Lockwood is the founder of Motherhood Simplified, a community and movement for moms on a mission to declutter their homes and simplify their lives. She teaches this because when she decided to move her family from Alaska to Florida with only one suitcase each, she discovered that freedom from their stuff gave them more time and energy for the things that mattered most. So I am so excited to dive into this conversation. This is an interesting one uh, that I really love because Krista shares with us her journey from starting her very first business that was very successful to having three failed blogs, a failed network marketing company, and winding upon and stumbling upon her business today that monetizes her expertise. And that is Motherhood Simplified. The things I want you to listen out for in this episode is how to embrace that winding journey that feels so frustrating when you're in the middle of it, but embrace it as you are pursuing your own version of ambitious motherhood. I want you to look out for this conversation on how to start discovering your thing and that your business idea might be right behind that. And lastly, don't be afraid to niche down and do something you don't see anyone else doing. So stay tuned for those things and more on today's episode. Let's do this thing. Hey, hey, Krista, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Good. Yeah, of course. So I would love for you to start off this conversation by sharing with everybody how you got started in this whole motherhood and business journey and into what I call ambitious motherhood. Yes. So it started way back when I was a teacher and I was getting really burnt out on being in the classroom and wanted to get out on my own. And I actually started an at-home preschool where I could do things how I wanted to do, make better money and be with my kids, which was really important for me because at the time they were one and three. And I really, I really just didn't enjoy going in. And I did early childhood. So I was doing like three to five-year-olds. I really didn't like that. I was spending the bulk of my day working for somebody else, first of all, not making great money, like 10 to $12 an hour and coming home at the end of the day, totally exhausted and not wanting to spend time with my own kids because I had spent the day with everybody else's kids. So that was my very first experience in entrepreneurship and kind of how I got a taste for it and decided to pursue it forever, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So within that that journey, that transition from working to being your own boss, what challenges did you notice came up for you in that? At the time when I did that first, I had a really good advantage, I think, in that I was young. I was like 21 and really naive. And so <laughs> it, it was pretty easy for me. I had like rose colored glasses, I I guess on and was like, I can do this. You know, it's going to be really easy. And it was, I started up, I got my licensing process done in like record time. I remember the state of Alaska, because that's where we're living at the time was like, you got this done so fast and it's ready to go. Like nobody does it this fast. And so it was really easy then because I didn't think too much about it. I just was like, what do I need to do? And then I went out and did it. 
And then of course I had to find families to care for. So I was like, you know, that's how I make money. So I was like, how can I meet families, go out and meet them and get them enrolled. And I actually had a waiting list about three weeks after opening up that, that little preschool, which was also pretty unheard of. So that was the beginning. I like to remember that because now that I'm doing a different kind of business, I forget that. Like, don't make it so complicated. Just figure out what you need to do and then do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned you knew exactly like how many student, you know, kids you needed and money you needed. You knew those things and then you just went out and did the other, the work that would bring that in. Yeah. And you're right. It's so simple at its core and we can complicate it, especially in the online business world with the funnels, the websites, the, all the things that could just take our attention away from what really matters. Yeah. Talking to people and giving them the solutions they want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So preschool is going well. All of this stuff is going really well. Talk to me about the transition from that business to your next journey. What made you start to think you wanted to you know, give that up and start something new? Yes. So this actually wasn't my choice. My husband's also an entrepreneur and we were living in Alaska at the time and he was maxed out in what we can do there. It's a small population with just not a lot of opportunity basically. And he was joking around one day. Well, I thought he was joking around and I was like, what would you think if we moved to a big city? And I just dominated my business and he wasn't joking. And then two weeks later had an interview in Florida for an opportunity and accepted it on the spot (laughs) and called me and was like, all right, so I accepted it. And we have about six weeks until he had to be there. And that turned out to be a lie. He actually had to be there in about 10 days. And I stayed back in Alaska for about a month and literally got rid of all of our stuff in our home and in my preschool. And we left it behind. The only thing we brought were one suitcase per person and moved to pursue his entrepreneurial journey, which was a great decision. And I left my business behind, which was really hard to do and got back into teaching in Florida because... I just didn't have it in me to start a business up in a new place with no family. You know, we just left everything we had ever known and started teaching again. Did that while we moved around some for his business, basically while he was pursuing his opportunities. And I realized that I wasn't going to be able to do business like I had done before in one stationary place. I needed to figure out how to do something I could take with me. And so that's kind of how I started to transition. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when you were first transitioning, what, where was your mind at in terms of what you could do? Were you all over the map or did you know right then what area of expertise you would utilize and monetize? I was all over. I was all over. I was a hot mess um, because I had gone back to teaching for somebody else. That was really hard for me to go from making good money and I had actually hired somebody to come in and help me so that I could you know, have some days off if I wanted to. And I started getting involved in their businesses and kind of learning how they did, you know, the childcare business on a bigger scale. I learned that. And then I actually started consulting in the different cities that we had lived in for the other childcares in the area on ways that they could maximize. And so I kind of started exploring the consulting worlds that way and had it in the back of my mind, you know, I could branch off and do this on my own. I never did... I also explored other ways of like maybe being a consultant to teachers and coming in and doing like classroom audits 
and teaching them how to do it that way, kind of like a professional development program for teachers. I explored that option. It also, you know, I thought that was something that I could bring with me, but that also takes a lot of legwork in going out and reaching out to businesses and getting them, you know, on board with this idea that I had that not a lot of people were doing and getting to know the teachers. And I realized that that kind of a business also wasn't sustainable. And that was back in like 2015. And then I started seeing that people were doing those exact same things just in an online platform through blogs. And I don't think I knew about podcasts back then, but then I started realizing like, if I really want to do something for myself that I can actually take with us, wherever it is that my husband moves us, it needs to be something online. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that you were just in this like phase of exploration. You know, you were immersing yourself in other people's methods and what was working for them. And I think that that a lot of times the part right before moms build the profitable business is the exploration phase. And we want to overlook it. We want to get to that big six-figure idea today, of course, but you know, that exploration time really brings value and clarity. And you were starting to recognize like what types of business models would work for your lifestyle and your desired presence with your family and your husband moving around. So I think I want to just encourage the listeners today, if you are feeling like you can't find an idea that's worth it, that nothing seems to be like matching or meshing for you, just keep exploring and asking questions and wondering what if, what if, and looking at what other people are doing that opportunity because you never know where that's going to lead. Would you agree? I I totally agree. And it was, it was a really, really frustrating three years, I think. But looking back, it was so valuable. And I wish I would have given myself a little bit more grace in being like, you know, because I had, I picked up a lot of skills along the way. I learned a lot of different techniques and practices along the way. And just because I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like I had found my thing yet and I wasn't having a whole ton of success in it. I really do wish I could go back and be like, you're, you're doing exactly what you need to do in order to learn what you need, you know, for the future. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So talk to me then about what came next for you. When did you settle on that idea? How did you know that that was going to be where you were kind of putting your online content flag in the ground? Yeah. So I think I actually, (laughs) I went a little bit too far to the other end of the spectrum. You know, like you said, you're exploring things, you're figuring things out and you're watching other people do what they're good at. And I fell into the trap of watching them too closely and thinking that I needed to do it exactly like them. So Mm. I started um, three different blogs and tried to mimic, basically, it's kind of embarrassing to say looking back, (laughs) but you know, the things that they were doing to be successful at. And I started one blog that was a teacher blog and was like, I'm just so burnt out on teaching. I don't want to do teaching anymore. I could do parenting. So then I did a parenting blog and then was like, I, these are not the kinds of questions <laughs> that I want to be answering for people. Um, and then started a wellness blog and got into some network marketing companies because I was watching other people and I was like, they're successful at this. You know, I could be successful at this, but I wasn't successful at it because I was trying to do what everybody else was doing too much. And it was, it was confusing and complicated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think we often look at like the success online and think I've got to do it that way to have success. But what I often point back to my clients and coaching is we've got to find your path. At the end of the day, that's the only path that's going to be successful for you. And um, 
you know, you're not alone. I think there's there's definitely a phase for all on all. I'm stumbling over my words. Hold on. <laughs> there's definitely a phase for all online entrepreneurs where we feel like we need to emulate somebody else to find that success. So I love that you've kind of come out of that and realized that it was going to take your own special magic formula that was just for Krista. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the story has a happy ending. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, yes. yes. The good part. So I, I spent about three years starting blogs and buying domains and trying to build the websites and make them work. And they never did. And I got pregnant with my toddler. She's now the toddler and joined or actually started a pregnancy group just to you know have camaraderie and have people I could talk to about the pregnancy with. And it grew to be this really big, positive and supportive community. And I decided after having her, um, I would just help my husband with his business a little bit and take a break because I was just really burnt out and discouraged and like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. You know, this isn't working out how I thought it would. I'm going to take a break. And I did. And I just enjoyed having a new baby in the house. I supported my husband in his business, you know, just kind of filled in the gaps that he needed and took kind of a break. And I was like, I'm not going to try so hard at this. And I got really close with the ladies in my due date group. And after we had our babies, realized that a lot of the moms in there were struggling with keeping up with laundry and dishes and toys and not having enough time in the day to get the things that they needed to get done, done and just running themselves ragged. But I wasn't like, and I noticed that the common denominator with all of them wasn't, you know, the new baby, the, you know, the new baby is demanding, but the problem was all of the stuff in their house. And I realized this because one of the moms was bored one day and was like, maybe we should do house tours and show everybody the insides of our house. And so they did that. And when it got to be my turn and I showed them the stuff in their house, in our house, they were like, but where's, where's all of your stuff? Like, where's all the piles of stuff on your kitchen counter? Where's all the, you know, the baby things, where's all the toys? Like you have four kids, where's the crazy upkeep in the house? And it just wasn't there. And that was when I started to realize that when we had moved from Alaska to Florida and only brought our one suitcase each, we found a ton of freedom in our home life because we no longer had you know the toys that we were constantly trying to pick up and organize and we didn't have the laundry piles anymore and we didn't have dishes you know overflowing in the sink anymore our home life was really really easy and i think it was a big part of why i had so much time and energy to go out and you know kind of explore all of my options why my husband had so much time and energy to pour into his business and so I started talking to my friends about decluttering their homes so that they're not wasting all of their time on this pointless stuff anymore. And that's kind of how Motherhood Simplified got started. Okay. This is just so good. This is so good because part of what I talk about and coach on is build an audience of people you want to serve. So for you, it's moms, moms with littles. That That's mm-hmm. kind of how this started. And mm-hmm. then provide the solution you see them struggling with. The biggest solution. Marketing, I mean, tell me about your business, Motherhood Simplified. Did marketing that business, was there any trial with that or was it kind of seamless? You were just helping these people with the problem they had. It was pretty seamless. And I don't think it was seamless because I knew exactly what I was doing. I think it was seamless because I had spent so much time over the last three years watching other people do the exact same thing. So I knew 
I knew that I had found something that I could be good at. And I knew that I had found a group of people who needed it. And so all I did and all I ever do now for my marketing is show up every day, ask them questions, listen to their answers, ask them more questions, (laughs) give them solutions. And that's it. And it's so easy. It's so easy now. And it's so much fun. Hey, are you ready to build a six-figure business while working nap time hours, aka 20 hours a week or less? I know you're craving a business of your dreams that brings in income and makes the impact you want, all without sacrificing your family life and living the lifestyle you desire to live. Am I right? So if that's you, I want to invite you to apply for a complimentary clarity call with me to strategize your next level in your business and your life. So head on over to 1kmom.com slash clarity. I'll chat with you soon. So talk to me more about Motherhood Simplified, the mission behind it, and how you serve your clients today in that business. Yeah. So I tell the moms that I work with, you know, on the surface, I help you declutter your home so that you can have more time and energy to do the things that you need and want to do. Like that's on the surface. And Most moms, when they come into the community or find us, however they find us, are looking for ways to organize their house, looking to find, you know, the perfect cleaning schedule or the perfect routine to make their days easy. And I tell them right off the bat, like, yes, those things matter. But what we're going to do first is declutter and get rid of all the excess because there is no solution for having too much stuff, right? Like you're going to waste all of your time just trying to manage too much stuff. And so that's where it starts. And it grew into this thing now where I didn't even think it would grow into this, but these moms end up with a surplus of time and a surplus of energy. And they get to really have the opportunity to figure out what it is they want to do with their life. Do they want to be a stay-at-home mom? Do they want to build a business? I've actually had a lot of moms um, who have so much time and energy now. I'm like, (laughs) go listen to the Ambitious Motherhood podcast and get your, you know, get some ideas going. Like it will help you. And it's so cool to see them going from like totally overwhelmed, totally burdened with no extra time and no extra energy for anything at all to having too much and getting to actually create a life in a motherhood season that feels good to them. I mean, that work is so powerful. Yeah. So talk to me about some of the transformations that the women, beyond the time, like what stories do you hear from the women you work with? One of the ones that comes up the most is how it affects their relationships, especially their marriages. So that's a success story that I see over and over again is like, they're like, I, you know, we come home at the end of the day after work. And instead of, you know, being consumed by laundry and dishes and messes from the kids. All we have to do is sit down after the kids go to the bed and talk with each other and get to know each other and maybe have a date night in every single night of the week, which I think is one of the best success stories. The other thing that I see over and over and over again is moms saying that their kids are playing you know, they're playing in depth, they're playing with each other, they're playing independently, they're taking care of their stuff, they're no longer having to nag them to get them to clean up their things. And ultimately, they just have a home 
that at the end of the day, you know, when you come home, whether you're working outside of the home or you're just gathering together at the end of the day to eat dinner and go to bed, they have a home that feels really good and a home that restores them and a home that inspires them and gives them everything they need to create the life that they want. Yeah, that is so powerful. And, you know, that's actually something I've noticed in my own life as well is, you know, it could be a Tuesday or a Wednesday and, you know, it's eight o'clock, kids are in bed, house is situated. And we're just like, we're just being, there's nothing Mm -hmm. else really on the to-do list to do. And I just think about how lucky we are. Um, But it's cool how you are showing others that they can have that same lifestyle if they want it. Not the hustle, not the go, 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 constant things, things everywhere, clutter, all that stuff. I just love that you're out there spreading that message. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. And I want that for everybody, like time to just be like, we're in such a busy time. Yeah. And the fact that you can do it with kids and with a business and everything like that speaks volumes. Like it's possible. It is. Yeah. So was this business idea even anywhere on your radar back kind of when you were starting to transition away from the blogs into creating your own thing? Yes. So it was in the back of my mind. I knew... Like, I just had a feeling like this is my thing. Like, I'm excited about this. It felt different um, because it wasn't like I was trying to do something that somebody else was doing. I know there are, like, I know this now. I know there are people who talk about the same things that I do. But at the time, I I really felt like I had found something that was me. It was really specific to me. But I didn't push it and try and force it into a business and monetize it immediately. I did make my first sale about two months after I had started the group, which I think is kind of fast. But my intention from day one was not to just make a lot of money. My intention was to build a really strong community and a really huge bank of resources that I could share with that community and that they could share with their friends and their family and whoever else that they wanted to. Yeah. And I think approaching it from just that organic, I'm here to serve you kind of a mindset just sets you up for that success even more. Yeah. And it's been just over a year now. And I'm now to the point where like, that was my whole goal was like make a huge bank of resources, make a huge, loyal, supportive community where everybody is excited to be a part of it. Um, And I did that while I was pregnant with my daughter, who's three weeks old now. And my goal was to just show up every single day and create something for them and serve them. And I would get to the point then where I could start to leverage it and focus more on the marketing end and getting the word out and monetizing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so good. I talk a lot about just connection over, you know, the automation and just wanting to monetize as soon as possible. And, you know, you just putting out content every single day is starting conversations and those conversations might lead to sales. You can offer solutions when they come up, but it's really coming from a place of I'm here to serve you, um, Mm -hmm. whether you buy with me or not. And I think that's really powerful. Yes. And that is exactly what I did. And I, you know, I made enough money to support the back end kind of stuff that you know you have to pay for like hosting and microphones <laughs> yeah. and things like that. I made enough to cover it all and I had a little bit of extra spending money, but it was so worth it to spend that year doing so much creation for free um, because I got to know the community so well and it made a lot of my business easy. Like the copy is written for me because I had the same conversations with 
different people with the same problems and the same roadblocks needing the same solutions. So like my copy has been written for me. My my courses and challenges and everything was basically created for me. I just had to put it together in a little package because I got to know them so well. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. So I want to ask you this one question. Um, this last question is, is like organization, has it always been something people come to you for? They, yes. (laughs) Which I think is funny because I'm really not that organized. I'm really not great at organizing. But what I tell people is that if you reduce the amount of stuff that you have, organizing is easy. And that's just the truth of it. Like it's impossible to organize too much stuff, whether it's physical stuff or even like in my business now, I keep it really lean. I keep it really simple (laughs) so that it's easy to stay on top of. Yeah. I take the same approach with my business as well. But the reason I ask that is I think a lot of the ladies that are listening that haven't quite landed on their idea that that they feel really passionate about. Maybe they're doing VA work or some kind of service work as kind of like a gateway to the thing they want to be doing for like, you know, their calling. But I would encourage those that are listening. What is that thing that you've been asked about all the time? You, You were the one that people go to for help on this. So think about that. And if you think about it, definitely let myself know. Come over and tell me on Instagram. Actually, while I'm talking about it, go ahead and just screenshot your show right now. Post it on your Instagram stories and tag Krista and myself. I'm at Katie Fleming. Krista, will you share your Instagram? Yeah, it's motherhood underscore simplified. Yeah, we both love Instagram. So come over and like chat with us. So little shameless plug there for the IG. But I, I just think we so often overlook the things we're so good at. And it's actually very, it's, it's science. I could go into what it's actually called, but we feel like it's knowledge bias. We feel like because we know something that everybody else knows it. And it's just not true. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so true. Like what is easy for me in decluttering is not, you know, second nature for me is not second nature for most people. And don't be afraid to have like a weird, I don't know how else to say it, like a weird niche. Like you don't have to be, you know, a business coach. You don't have to be a, you know, a a fitness coach. Like it can be something really specific and kind of out of the box. Yeah. And and you're really a business to consumer kind of a business that those niches, those types of models can often definitely get overlooked. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. 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 You might, your thing might not be what you see all around you. For sure. So answer me this. If you could do this whole starting your business and motherhood journey over again, is there anything you would tell yourself, do differently, or maybe start with? I would just tell myself to be be more patient with myself, give myself a lot more grace, especially, you know, during that exploration and discovery phase. Nobody starts off on day one just knowing exactly what they're doing. And if you're not having some sort of a long-ish exploration and discovery phase, like something's, something's probably not right. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't forget about the long windy journey. Cause that, I mean, that's where your stories come from. I love yeah. Yeah. It is annoying though. When you're in it, you're like, what the heck? Oh my gosh. It's so <laughs> annoying. And I, that's what I would tell myself, like have like little reminders all around you. Like, yes, this is annoying. Yes. It's frustrating. Yes. You feel like you might never find your thing, but you will. Yeah. Just go on. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I call them tabletop moments. And I don't really know why I call them that. But I think when I say that, it takes me back to my early days of building my business. And I had, you know, the monitor sitting there, client work open on one computer, another computer with my business, my desires that I had, but mm-hmm. I was still building somebody else's business. And and to just know that I was somehow making it work, this whole, my kids are, my kid at the time was napping in the other room and I was working and how cool that was. Mm-hmm. At the time I, I thought, why am I not at this other place? But to look back and be like, no girl, you were doing it. Yeah. Um, so those kind of tabletop moments, whenever I have thoughts of I'm not where I quite want to be, because as ambitious women, we're always going to be striving for that next level. Yeah. But to remember like you are living out your dream right now in some form or fashion and you are doing it. So be excited about that. I love that. That's such a good reminder too, especially because, you know, you can see everybody else doing their thing. And like you said, you're sitting here in your room, kids are napping and you're like, what, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To just look back on those years, it's pretty cool where things are at now in that journey. So, all right. So tell me about the books that you're reading. I love this question. I love what people are reading and I know my listeners love to know as well. So tell me about the best book you've read and what you are looking forward to reading soon. So I actually, my books right now are pretty varied. I'm reading the Boss Mom book by Dana Malstaff because she wrote that book while she was pregnant and just had a baby. And I am building business and also just had a baby. So I love that book. (laughs) And then the other books that I'm reading are actually the entire Lemony Snicket series with my older kids because (laughs) I I just, yeah, I did just have a baby and it's, hard to maintain that connection with my older kids, but reading those books is something I can do while I'm dealing with the baby and I can stay, you know. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Have you heard of that read aloud revival girl? No. Oh, I think her name is Sarah McKenzie. Maybe we'll try to get her on the podcast, but she's got this whole, yeah, she's got this whole blog that has a bunch of read aloud, well, books that you can read aloud her ideas that you should read them aloud with your kids. So I love that you do that. I am. I'm going to do that, especially they're eight and 10. So like, I don't need to be reading out loud to them, but true. pretty much all I can do with baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true, true. Well, share with everybody how we can connect with you and learn more about Motherhood Simplified and Krista and, and all of the things that you're doing in this world. Yeah. So if you just go to motherhoodsimplified.com, everything is there for you. It's got the Facebook group, which is the most active community area um, that we have right now. Like if you are wanting to get support in decluttering or find other moms who have done it, go there. But the website also has, you know, my podcast, the blogs, the challenges, the courses, everything under the sun that you would need. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing just your journey, this whole process and evolution. And just really, I think the biggest message you've shared today is to just embrace that journey. And um, I'm just so thankful that you got to share that and appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. I hope you loved our conversation. So if you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, definitely make sure you do that. And as always, leaving a review, subscribing and sharing with your friends and family helps to push this message of ambitious motherhood out into the world so that other moms just like you and I can come hang out with us here in this community. 